and welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. Happy World Radio Day. I'm John Tanza in Washington on this live broadcast from Studio 14. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan this Monday, February 13, 2023. President Salva Kiir promises to help South Sudanese women to develop their talents. When I look at this audience, I see women, women leaders who have broken through the Brazilians. And some South Sudanese say radio remains their only source of information. I trust radio stations in South Sudan because um, they give always a reliable information and they act as a bridge between the, let me say, the government and the public, the media. We'll have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. A three-day international women's conference kicked off in Juba today under the theme Transformational Leadership in Women, Peace and Security. President Kir addressed delegates from across Africa who gathered in Juba to deliberate on issues to do with women and leadership. He said his government is working to address challenges facing women in South Sudan by creating opportunities for their voices to be heard on matters of peace and security. It aims not only to recognize the role and potential of the woman, of women in our country, but also in giving them support to create an enabling environment for, for their equal participation all aspects of our society. When I when I look at this team audience, I see distinguished women, women leaders who have broken, who have broken through the blood series and have created the path for young women aspiring to become future leaders to follow. That was President Salva Kiir addressing women at the International Women's Conference in Juba. We will bring a full report on that conference right after this.
today is World Radio Day. The theme for this year's 12th edition of the World Radio Day is Radio and Peace. Radio station managers in South Sudan say they face huge challenges operating in the country. A manager who works for the community-based Top FM radio station in Juba says power cuts, lack of equipment and finances remain some of the challenges facing radio stations in South Sudan. For VOA News, Manyang David Mayan reports from Juba. 26-year-old South Sudanese radio presenter Males Valentino hits the airwaves this morning at Top FM in Juba. He says working in radio here in South Sudan is not easy as station managers struggle to obtain equipment and pay staff. For example, recorders that you can go with it in the field to record. Some of the radio stations have a limited recorders that cannot uh, help to run to boost the radio station or to run the radio station. So this one of the uh, challenges facing up more especially like me. And also the second challenge is all about like uh, uh, salaries, you know. So most of the presenters are dropping out from the media due to the salary. Some of them they have fellow families at home. Uh, they want to uh, they want to some they want to bring food on the table so that uh, f- uh, their kids can eat. Despite those challenges, Valentino says he stays in the industry because radio is his passion. John Wulu, his station manager at Jubastov FM, says challenges beyond paying employees is daily problem of unreliable power in the country. It's not Top FM only. This one is a serious issue to all radio stations in Juba. And that's why you see some other radio stations, they go up at daytime. Some of them go up in the evening because of the power. Uh, which, uh, the government tried to bring uh, this city power and cannot help the media houses in South Sudan. Because the presenter will be on air, maybe go up when the presenter is already on air. Hulu says equipment breakdown and no money to replace all equipment is another big problem. He says Tough FM was recently off air for three weeks before coming back on the air due to transmitter breakdown. Hulu says not having enough power is another problem. We have two transmitters. This one is uh, two kilowatt and it has got damage in uh, in 2020. So we only have one uh, one uh, transmitter now, which is one kilowatt. And uh, the worst of it, we don't have technician in top of them. And that is the only one we are using now. And when it went off, that's the end of the station. Because if you don't have transmitter, you don't have radio. Hulu says transmitters breaking down is a common problem among South Sudan stations, forcing them to go off the air for weeks, if not months, at a time. Chris Marol, executive director of the radio community, a consortium of five local radio stations in northern Bahar Ghazal, Warap, Lakes, Eastern Equatoria and Unity States, says all these challenges can be summed up this way. Lack of stable source of finance to support their operation. This is one of the issues which threaten continued operation, and the country economic economy is not in a stronger position for salary governing station to generate income to sustain broadcast. Marol says most community radio stations work toward maintaining minimum operations by relying on community volunteers to provide basic radio programs. Mawanemaya 
director for Juba-based Advanced Youth Radio, says radio stations should focus on continuing sustainability to stay on the air. We've been uh, overcoming this in the past few years because uh, uh, we developed several strategies to help address the issues. But of course, you know, sustainability issues are recurring. They, they are recurring problems. So we always have to navigate and make sure that we meet our needs. Juma Peter, a media development officer at the Association for Media Development in South Sudan, or AMDIS, says radio stations can also be shut down by authorities if their content is deemed questionable. But he insists that AMDI supports radio stations by advocating for their rights. When the media house is closed down, we always chip in and uh, meet the authorities to see like the radio station is, uh, is reopened and allowed to operate without uh, much restriction from that aspect. However, uh, we'll continue to lobby for funds to see like uh, some of these things are addressed. Now in Siri, uh, in Upper Nile, we are also implementing a programs there, trying to support the radio stations to see like they also come up with some uh, programs that support literacy and uh, that reduce the gender-based violence. Peter says Amdis also wants to hear radio programs in Upper Nile State that promote peace. Upper Nile is the site of repeated deadly intercommunal attacks. On February 9th, the United States Agency for International Development launched the Sustainable Independent Media Activity, a three-year, 12 million activity focused on improving South Sudanese citizens' access to reliable information by promoting the sustainability of high-quality independent radio. This initiative will provide more than $3 million in grants to local media organizations and support efforts that combat hate speech, rumors, misinformation, and disinformation which threaten peace and instability in South Sudan. For VOA News, I'm a young David Mayor in Juba. Still on radio, some media professionals in South Sudan say radio practitioners should adhere to the laws of the country and be accountable to citizens. Radio editors and managers say radio is the major source of information for majority of South Sudanese and its role impacts peace building. For VOA News, Dengai Deng reports from Juba. Radio is the most widely consumed medium of communication with nearly 93% of respondents reported having access to radio. According to a survey conducted in 2021 by the South Sudan National Audience Survey and Internews, Susan Gitao, editor-in-chief at Juba-based Classic FM, says in a country like South Sudan where internet penetration is quite low, radio is the most reliable source of information for the public. I remember in 2020 when COVID-19 first struck in the country, Majority of the population were dependent on radio stations as their source of first-hand information about the pandemic then. The Ministry of Health and its partners used radio to create awareness concerning the new disease that had caused fears among the public. Secondly, radio also is an effective tool that promotes access to information for marginalized groups and communities, especially those in hard-to-reach areas. Itao says radio is a strong tool to promote peace in a country like South Sudan, where deadly violence is, is still a problem. So to promote peace, radio needs to identify reasons why peace is lacking in a particular area. For instance, in South Sudan, identifying root causes and triggers of recurring conflicts 
initiating dialogues, inviting participation from people from all walks of life, and also forging a discussion towards the direction of peace. One thing we need to understand is that governments are not very good at communicating to their people. Radio should be the link between those on top and the people down the ladder in order to achieve sustainable peace. Gitao says radio remains a reliable source of information in South Sudan. John Hulu, manager of Juba-based Top FM station, says building trust among people from different communities is critical and if a reporter makes a mistake, the station needs to admit it and correct it. As a journalist, you made a mistake and you realize that this one is a mistake. If you make it through radio, you go back to that program where you are doing it and apologize to the citizen. If you make that mistake in the newspaper, you go to the same page where you write that article and then apologize in the same page. If it is TV, you go to the the same program in TV, whether it is news hour or uh, program hour, you go to that same program and apologize. When you apologize, don't think that it does not make you to be a journalist. That's how people know that you are a professional journalist. In 2011, the United Nations proclaimed February 13 World Radio Day. This date was chosen by UNESCO's Director General as it was the anniversary date of the United Nations International Broadcasting Service, created on February 13, 1946. The theme for this year's World Radio Day is Radio and Peace, which focuses on the role of radio as an independent medium of peacemaking. The sub-themes of the day are radio in conflict prevention and peace building and support to independent radio. For VOA News, I am Deng Guiding in Juba. A three-day International Women's Conference kicked off in Juba today under the theme Transformational Leadership in Women, Peace and Security. President Salva Kiir addressed delegates from across Africa who gathered in Juba to deliberate on women and leadership issues. Mr. Kiir said his government is working to address challenges facing women in South Sudan by creating opportunities for their voices to be heard on matters of peace and security. For VOA News, Juliana Shapai reports from Juba. President Kiir says the government has increased power sharing among women from 25% to 35% and has encouraged women to compete in the remaining 65% of government positions. It aims not only to recognize the role and potential of women in our country, but also in giving them support to create an enabling environment for, for their equal The International Conference on Women Transformational Leadership is the first conference held in South Sudan aimed at creating space for women in leadership, in peace and security, as well as strengthening women's participation in politics. The Vice President Rebecca Nyandeng says she is thrilled with the support she has received while organizing the conference. This conference provides political space to share your powerful voices and reach experience and create a safe space for our women at the grassroots to network with those from around the world. 
The Minister of Gender and Social Welfare, Aya Benjamin Warile, says February is a month of all South Sudanese women to celebrate. Create a space for women leaders to reflect on their personal leadership journeys as they share perspectives and recommendations on the role of women and their leadership across peace and security domains. Saranyati, the UN Deputy Humanitarian Coordinator in South Sudan, reminded women in South Sudan about their importance in leading the struggle for independence in their country. None of us who are supporting this conference, not one of us, can tell the women of South Sudan about their journey. Only the women of South Sudan know their journey. Every one of us who have come to support you can say something about our journeys. But your journey is your journey. You've journeyed from the place of being Southern Sudan, journeying to the place of a developed South Sudan. And that journey, we here to support you as you travel. South Sudan's Minister for Gender says... Women should be given an opportunity to realize their potential and participate in the search for peace in the country and acknowledge there is a little space for women in employment and government positions. The International Conference on Women's Transformational Leadership in South Sudan is dubbed Guatamara, which means the strength of a woman. It brought together about 400 women leaders, including former and current heads of states and government. For VOA News, I am Juliana Shapai in Juba. You are listening to South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of, of America. Coming up, some South Sudanese say they depend on radio for information. Find out why after the break. A report released by Reporters Without Borders says radio is the most popular media in South Sudan with more than 40 radio stations operating in the country. Jacqueline Nasiwa, a Juba-based award-winning human rights activist, director for Center for Inclusive Governance. We apologize for that mixed up. You are listening to South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America. Coming up, some South Sudanese say they depend on radio for information. Some South Sudanese say they use radio for various purposes. Jacqueline Nasiwa, a Juba-based human rights activist, says she uses radio to disseminate messages of peace in South Sudan, while another activist says she uses radio to follow news and current affairs in the country. For VOA News, Juliana Shiapai reports from Juba. A report released by Reporters Without Borders says radio is the most popular media in South Sudan with more than 40 radio stations operating in the country. Jacqueline Nasiwa, a Juba-based award-winning human rights activist, director for Center for Inclusive Governance, Peace and Justice, says she loves radio and listens to it to learn about current events as well as to hear long-form documentaries on the BBC and other outlets. For example, if it is BBC, I like to listen to documentaries that have been said. And in South Sudan, I like to listen to news about peace processes and peace agreement. And I use radio also uh, for disseminating information. And as an activist, I use radio for talking about sexual and gender-based violence. I talk about women, peace and security issues, women's rights and protection and particularly looking at uh, sexual violence in conflict. Civil society activist Lona Marcoje says she uses radio to hear the breaking news and current affairs in the country. 
I have a special relationship with radio. In our house, when I was growing up, my parents listened to radio every morning and every evening. So I think having a radio is part of life. Edfas Makindawire, a Malawian national working and living in South Sudan, says he enjoys listening to local radio stations in the country. I use the radio to uh, listen to news and also local songs for South Sudanese. Manyang Rithker, a businessman, the owner of 734 Coffee and Water in Juba, says he would like to hear more business news and information on business opportunities on the radios. I listen to radio because I want to see business news, um, breaking business news and social enterprise to make change and see the world difference and how to relate to people. So that's how I listen to the radio. As people celebrate World Radio Day, it is no secret that freedom of the press and freedom of expression is still extremely precocious in South Sudan. For VOA News, I am Juliana Shiapai in Juba. Still on radio issues, as South Sudan joins the rest of the world to commemorate World Radio Day, some young men and women on the streets of the capital, Juba, say they trust radio stations across the country as they are a reliable source of information. Some residents say radio is one of the cheapest, affordable and accessible sources of information. The Elias went to the streets of Juba and spoke to some residents. My name is Rita James, and yes, I trust radio stations in South Sudan because um, they give always reliable information and they act as a bridge between the, let me say, the government and the public, the media, and uh, even country, inter-country and all that. So media is really playing, especially radio, is playing a great role in um, passing information to the citizens and in also making life easy and simple. Yeah, hello, my name is Wade Naomi Philip. Uh, to be sincerely, I really loved radio. The reason why I love radio, radios are really authentic. Why are they authentic? Because they give accurate information and they reach every corner and everybody can afford it. Radio is very cheap actually. Once you afford a radio, you are really safe and you get access to information. So I advise all of you there, please, every time you have to tune on your radio so that you can get news and I'm arguing you that anything that comes from the radio it's really authentic and it is clarified and it is verified also. So thank you so much and listen to radio. Thank you, VOA. My name is Wal Mapal Mayan. I trust radio as a source of uh, accurate and credible information in South Sudan. This is because uh, the information that radios in South Sudan are providing are actually accurate, you know, in educating people, in informing people and also towards peace building. Radio plays a very crucial role in all these aspects. I'm Malal Bita. I, I do trust radio. Um, actually, radios, uh, there are a lot of community radios that are doing a lot of impact, like giving out information and all that. So um, I do trust radios. And um, yeah, I, I, I'll say in South Sudan, we have the best radio stations. My name is uh, Abujas. I'm a regular listener to all the media stations in South Sudan. I want to congratulate all my journalists. I want to say to them, uh, happy World Radio Day, happy broadcasting day. Uh, I trust radio, I'm a friend to the media, and I call myself a media activist. I'm Emil Desiama John. Trust radio station because it gives accurate information. And uh, journalists from radio, uh, radio House, they really give chance 
to, to listeners to give their voices, their views on what is taking place in South Sudan. My name is Ayawini Eric, and I'm really very glad to share my excitement with the VOA today. Uh, I wish everybody a, world, a happy World Radio Day. Um, more especially in my side, I'm really very glad. I urge our government to always support journalists in South Sudan by not restricting them in giving out their informations. And radio alone has been a great platform whereby each and everybody can participate and everyone, especially women, are engaged into it to share issues affecting our communities in South Sudan. First, I'm so happy that today I've seen you. I've been listening to VOA. Uh, actually, my, uh, the person who inspired me to listen to news is uh, your colleague, John Tanza. Uh, send my regards to him. Radio, actually, is the correct or it is the best place information center that people should actually listen to. Uh, they should leave the issue of uh, the other social media where uh, nobody knows whether the news is approved to be sent out or not. Uh, for my colleagues who are listening, or who are getting information actually from the from the social media platforms, please stick to radios. Okay, uh, call me Samuel Suleiman, uh, South Sudanese nationality. Uh, and uh, this day is a very important day for us as a South Sudanese because for me, I check radio like uh, uh, how to get uh, information. And from abroad to all inside the country. That is why today I'm very proud because today is very important for me as uh, Suleiman and as South Sudanese. Next, an editorial reflecting the views of the United States government. Nearly five years ago, in the early evening of April 7, 2018, at least one Syrian Air Force helicopter dropped two cylinders containing the toxic gas chlorine on the Syrian city of Douma, killing 43 people and injuring dozens more. Yet another chemical attack years into the Syrian regime's barbaric war on its own citizens, shocking observers around the world. The Syrian regime's refusal to allow international weapons inspectors quick access to the site hindered the investigation into the incident, making inspectors' work more difficult. Meanwhile, Syria vehemently denied involvement and Russia, Syria's close ally, ran interference. Russia and Syria also started another massive disinformation campaign to cover their tracks. They falsely claimed the incident was staged, that gas cylinders and bodies had been planted at the scene by local rebels, and that the toxic gas had come from a nearby warehouse used by insurgents, or that the victims were killed elsewhere and transported to Duma. All the while, Russian and Syrian regime forces were in fact sanitizing the location of the attack, removing incriminating evidence, staging photographs, and coercing witnesses into supporting their brazen propaganda. Three months later, the Organization for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons, or OPCW, issued a first report on this attack, concluding the citizens of Duma had indeed been attacked with chemical weapons. The latest report issued by the OPCW on January 27, 2023, 
further concluded that on the evening of the 7th of April 2018, at least one helicopter of the Syrian Tiger Forces elite unit dropped two yellow cylinders containing toxic chlorine gas on two apartment buildings in a civilian inhabited area in Douma, killing 43 named individuals and affecting dozens more. Following the release of the report, the United States, United Kingdom, France and Germany issued a joint statement condemning the regime of Assyrian President Bashar Assad for the deadly chemical weapons attack on Douma. The statement also noted that the report refutes the Russian claim that it was an opposition attack. Syria must fully declare and destroy its chemical weapons program and allow the deployment of OPCW staff to its country to verify it has done so, said the statement. We call on the Russian Federation to stop shielding Syria from accountability for its use of chemical weapons. No amount of disinformation from the Kremlin can hide its hand in abetting the Assad regime. We commend the independent, unbiased, and expert work of the OPCW staff. Condemn the use of chemical weapons anywhere, by anyone, under any circumstances. We also reaffirm our commitment to hold accountable the perpetrators of all chemical weapon attacks in Syria and beyond. That was an editorial reflecting the views of the United States government. And that's all we prepared for you this Monday. We now leave you with the song Labia Maro by Mede Musica. We have been listening to Mede Musica with that song, La Amaro. I'm your host, John Tanza in Washington. Thanks for joining us. And remember to join us again next week for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America. Amaro, <laughs> <laughs>